Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode number 32 of the Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? This is Chris Tripodi, and I'm live underneath the bleachers at Lab People Stadium with Tony Pauline, and we'll be breaking down the North practice for the third and final day here at the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. After yesterday's weather-induced indoor practice, we're back out here watching outside as we should be. Tony, good to be back out here. It is sunny, a little bit cool, but it's sunny out, So, uh, and to see the players back on the field live in action is good, so uh, we'll break down all the positions from uh, this morning's North practice. We'll start off with the quarterbacks, and I will tell you, none of them distinguished themselves. In fact, I believe that this was the worst practice for the North quarterbacks of the week, and really, traditionally, the third day of practice is the big, important practice, and I think uh, scouts are going to go away with a bit of a... Uh, bit of a a sour uh, feeling or or, or unimpressed. Daniel Jones had his moments, but he also threw a lot of bad passes. These guys seem to be thinking rather than reacting. Trace McSorley was up and down. He was more down than he was up. Uh, Drew Locke, you know, he throws some terrific passes, but for every really good one he throws, there are four or five head scratchers. And I think think in the end, he's going to come out of the uh, week with, with depressed draft stock. Hard to disagree with any of that. Daniel Jones, a guy we've been talking about the last two days as someone who's done positive things and put good things on tape, really didn't do that today. Struggled with his accuracy, sailing passes out of bounds over the heads of his receivers, really not even giving them a chance to make the catch. So that was very disappointing to see that. Drew Locke continued to do that as well. Again, as Tony mentioned, very good arm. Put some throws on film where you're just like, wow. And he did the same thing at Missouri. There was one play here. He fit a ball into a really tight window in the short field from a different arm angle. I think he threw it sidearm. That's the kind of play that makes you really intrigued by Drew Locke. But then you watch the whole package and you come away disappointed. Trace McSorley, again, another bad day. I saw more down than up as well. And Ryan Finley, while he was actually the most accurate quarterback here in the North, his ball just doesn't zip through the wind. It doesn't come out of his hand very nicely. He struggles to push it downfield. So it was really a struggle for all the quarterbacks here, and I was not impressed at all. Moving along to the running backs here, Tony, what did you see in the backfield? Very impressed with uh, Pollard of uh, Tony Pollard of, of Memphis. Impressed with his running. I was impressed with his speed. I was very impressed with his hands out of the backfield. Really looked like the total package. I think he's really helped his draft stock. Has gotten better and better every day of practice this week, and this one was by far and away his best. I thought Karan Higgin, again, had a good practice, solid running the ball as well as catching the ball out of the backfield. Very quick, very shifty. The, the ability to create on the inside and make defenders miss. Dexter Williams really didn't stand out in any way. Uh, was okay running the ball, was okay uh, pass catching. 
I have him graded as a late round pick, and I think he showed as much or showed why he's a late round pick on my board today. Yeah, we have three different types of backs backs here at the Senior Bowl. Tony Pollard is your returner, third down back type, and he showed that today. Good receiver, quickly transitions to yak up the field. Dexter Williams, not a guy that's going to kill you laterally. He's not going to make quick cuts, but he is a guy who gets downhill quickly. If you give him a hole, he'll hit it. Karan Higdon, to me, is the most well-rounded and impressive of the backs here. He can catch the ball. He can block a little bit. He's quick jump cutting in between the holes, and he's got a little bit of power for a smaller back. So he's a guy that was really impressive. Moving to the receiver groups, two of the guys that really impressed me today were Terry McLaurin from Ohio State and Keelan Doss from UC Davis. Both of them are extremely good route runners, very good quickness out of their breaks, very sudden and subtle movements that can set up defenders and allow them to get open. McLaurin's a guy, he's been open all week. He's been catching everything that's been thrown to him. So he's probably been the best receiver on the North squad that I've seen. Doss has gotten better every day. Had kind of a nondescript Tuesday practice, but Wednesday and Thursday, I've been really impressed with what I saw from Doss. A lot of people are comparing two guys on this team, Andy Isabella and Penny Hart. They're both 5'8". They both weigh in the 180s. Isabella had the better practice on Tuesday, but the last two days have really belonged to Penny Hart. He is so quick out of his route breaks. Yes, he has a limited catch radius. If you throw a ball over his head, which unfortunately a lot of his quarterbacks have been doing this week, he's not going to be able to catch it because he's not going to be able to get to it. But that's not his game. You put him with an accurate quarterback in the short and intermediate field, Hart's going to separate from almost any corner you put him against, and he's going to get open at will. Those are the guys that really impressed me. Tony, what about you? Yeah, I agree with you about the Penny Hart and Isabella. And Penny Hart really doesn't show me strong hands, doesn't show the ability to pluck the ball out of the air. I did think it was a solid rebound practice for Jalen Smith, but that's not saying much because he's been terrible the past two days. But still, he, uh, he gave scouts some sign for hope. Jacoby Myers was up and down throughout practice, had some nice catches, but also had a couple of bad drops. I would agree McLaurin is, was very impressive today. Uh, I know there's a lot of hype around him. I see him as a, a third-round type of prospect. At the best, I should say, late third round. People I've talked to said fourth, fifth round. But he has been very impressive here, as has Keelan Doss. As far as the uh, tight ends are concerned, I put out on Twitter earlier today, Donald Parnham has got a twisted ankle. The senior bowl held him out of practice today. There is still a possibility that Par- Parnham, the, the tall, thin tight end from Stetson, may play in the game on Saturday. Uh, besides that, I was very impressed with Drew Sample. Yeah, Drew Sample is not a guy that's going to run in the high four fives and, and streak down the field 30 yards, create mismatches. But you know what? He does everything well. He caught the ball well again today, looking like a natural receiver. He's a bigger body tight end that you can also use as a blocker. He's kind of a throwback. You know, everyone wants those field stretches at the tight end position today. But I think Drew Sample is going to get drafted someday in the thir- somewhere in the third day of the draft and is going to make a very good number two tight end at the uh, next level really has impressed all three days here at senior bowl practices i have to agree on sample as well he's been good as a blocker and again not a seam stretcher but a guy who can quickly snatch the ball out of the air when it's off his body he's done a very good job he's sharp when it comes to his route breaks he's not quick he's not going to create separation with his quickness but he knows that and he makes up for it by making sharp and quick moves Replacing Parham at today's practice was Caleb Wilson out of UCLA, a guy I was interested to see 
for him, he's not really quick off the line, which fits in well with the guys like Sample and Sweeney on his team here. But he showed good concentration catching the ball, had an early drop, bounced back from those, made some nice catches in traffic. So it was a decent day for Caleb Wilson, but again, it's hard to get a grasp on him after just one practice. We'll move along to the offensive line here. Tony, what did you see in the trenches and who looked good and bad to you? I thought Garrett Bradbury of North Carolina State was slightly better. He was getting beat at times, but he was also holding his ground. So it was it was probably the best practice of the week for Bradbury, although he's not been good the first two days. I thought Eric McCoy rebounded quite well. Uh, McCoy was great on Tuesday. Kind of took a step back yesterday, but I, I thought he did a good job today. When you get when you get to the guards and the uh, tackles, I thought Dalton Reisner had a very good practice. I know I was uh, berating him on uh, Tuesday, but he came back. He showed some uh, some feistiness. He showed some strength. Gets a little bit tall for my liking. Would like to see him bend his knees. Had Zach Allen so twisted and so uh, frustrated that Zach Allen started throwing punches at him early in the draft. Uh, another good game. Another good day by uh, Chris Lindstrom. Just absolutely dominant at the point of attack. Showed some ability blocking in motion, which is which was surprising. I thought Michael Dieter played well. Chikuma Edoga of the USC keeps the momentum going in, in his favor. Uh, Terrific left tackle. He's got to get a little bit stronger when they played him at right tackle. He struggled uh, finishing his blocks, but again, Adoga has, comes out of the uh, senior bowl with much improved draft grades. I thought it was a terrific day for Celeb McGarry, who was lining up at right tackle. Strong, a couple times just threw opponents to the ground, held his uh, held the point with ease, blocks with solid fundamentals, with knee, good knee bend, stay square. You know, McGarry's got some medical issues that are going to have to be figured out at the combine, but it was a very good day for him. And I thought that uh, Max Sharping also played well. Relatively athletic, agile, very good with his hands. Once he gets his hands into opponents, he's able to control them, and that's what he did for the most part today. We'll get to the defensive players in just a moment, but first, please be sure to support the draft analysts by subscribing and giving us a rating or a review. You can do this on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other major podcasts app. You can leave us a question in your review, and you can also tweet at us at Chris Tripodi, at Tony Pauline, at Draft Analyst One, and at Believe Podcast to get in touch with the show as well. We're going to shift over to the defensive side of the ball. We're going to stay in the trenches with the defensive linemen. Tony, what did you see there? I thought it was another solid day from Kalen Saunders of, of Western Illinois. He was not as dominant as he was yesterday, but he still showed great leg drive, explosion power, and I think he's done enough to impress scouts to improve his draft grade several rounds. I was again impressed with Brian Coward of Maryland by way of Auburn. Very strong, fundamentally sound, just knocked a blockers back with great hand punch. I like his whole game. I like the way he continually built through the week. Uh, Rennell Rent had his moments uh, today. Greg Gaines of uh, Wisconsin had his um, uh, Greg Gaines. I'm sorry, of Washington had his moments today. Uh, Charles and many who look good. He's got to get stronger. He's long. He's thin, but he's very athletic. Collier of uh, TCU showed great quickness and the ability to rush the edge. Uh, on the downside, Anthony Nelson's not a good pass rusher. He's basically going to you're gonna have to kick him inside when they tried to use him off the edge. He showed uh, no ability really to rush the passer. Jalen Jelks gets easily held up at the point by opponents, could not get off blocks. Zach Allen of Boston College, as I mentioned earlier, had a, he had a few good plays, but for the most part he struggled. John Comiskey, the player from Charleston, West Virginia, who... Uh, really had a lot of hype coming into the week you know I've yet to see him make a play uh this week he looks athletic he's fluid he, he he's explosive but he can't get off blocks and uh, you know I want to see him I wanted to see him start making plays on the ball he hasn't done that 
Now, we talked in our preview show earlier in the week about guys like Jermaine Pratt, guys like Tavon Coney, guys like Drew Tranquil. These guys are again here at the North practice. Tony, what did you see from the linebackers, especially Pratt, Tranquil, and Coney, if you were impressed? I thought Pratt picked it up in uh, coverage today. He got beat a couple times badly, as we saw yesterday. So I thought he... uh, I think he comes out with, with an improved draft grade today over his practice from uh, uh, from Wednesday. I was very impressed with Dre Greenlaw. He's very athletic. He's very fluid. He shows good quickness moving forwards and backwards. Another guy who I liked a lot was Benagu of uh, TCU. Uh, primarily uh, up at the line, sort of defensive end at TCU. Shows good athleticism, fluid moving in reverse. Made a lot of positive plays at both linebacker and when he was used as a pass rusher. So I thought Benagu really had his best practice of the week. Now I'll shift this over to the defensive backs. And looking at the corner group here, it's really an unimpressive group. Has been all week, sort of like the quarterbacks today. The best player, again, on the field at the cornerback position was Corey Ballantyne of Washburn. It wasn't as strong as of, of practice as he had on Tuesday, but he did bounce back a bit from Wednesday's practice. Not the best press corner, a little small there, but he does show a good punch. He'll get beat by some of the quicker slot guys. Andy uh, Isabella and Penny Hart beat him at times. But overall, he had a solid practice. Again, not as strong as Tuesday, but he comes out of here having proven that he can handle the jump in competition from Washburn College. Jordan Brown continued to struggle. Arune Arawaye, a guy whose name I still cannot pronounce out of Penn State, probably should work on that, also continued to struggle. Amon Marshall played both corner and safety. Had a nice play safety recognizing a... um, as a corner out coming, called it out beforehand, shifted the coverage over, and was really able to take care of that and, and make sure that play got shut down. Tony, have you seen anything from the corners outside of Ballantyne or including Ballantyne that's impressed you? Not really, but I will repeat what you said on Ballantyne. You know, what he did good today was he would play in press coverage, jam the receiver at the line of scrimmage, really uh, slow their release from the snap, which disrupted the entire route. And, you know, he showed that element of the game, which added to what he showed on Tuesday, the ability to make plays with his back to the ball, especially down the field. Uh, you know, Chris Boyd, another tough day for him. Really struggles trying to transition, trying to pedal in reverse. I think Chris Boyd comes out of the uh, senior bowl, with the same thought process that we went into the senior bowl with with uh, Chris Boyd is he's going to have to face the action at the next level. You're going to have to play him in his own system, maybe backed off the line of scrimmage. But again, overall, I think here's a guy in Boyd who could have uh, could have come out of the senior bowl with third round grades. Right now, you're looking at a fifth round uh, prospect. I'd agree on Boyd being one of the big losers from the secondary here, and probably the biggest loser. He didn't even seem confident in himself in man coverage today. He was backed off the line about seven yards in a goal line drill that started at the five-yard line. Andy Isabella quickly won on a slant route for an easy touchdown. Boyd obviously doesn't trust himself and kind of has some shaken confidence here, so we'll see if he can bounce back a little bit in the game on Saturday, but it's been a really rough week for Boyd. Moving to the safety position, one guy I was really watching today to see what he was able to do was Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. He was up and down. He had a solid practice at times, good burst out of his plant. He was moving very well in drills, but unfortunately at the top of 
route stems of his opponents. He's not very smooth changing direction. He couldn't stay with Jalen Smith on a route, but was able to stick with the tight ends up the seam. Again, it's a slower group of tight ends. And while Adderley does move well and he's smooth on the field, he's not the fastest guy. He did have a play towards the end of practice in scrimmage where he busted up a screen pass. He immediately recognized the play was going to be a screen, hit the tight end who was blocking ahead, and really broke up the pass. So that was impressive from Adderley. Another guy I wanted to make it a point to watch today that I hadn't seen a ton out of the rest of the week was Boston College's Will Harris. Now he lost connection against his teammate Tommy Sweeney at the top of a route early in practice, but after that he really bounced back. He stuck with Andy Isabella pretty well through multiple cuts in a route, picked off a pass that was thrown behind him, showed solid ball skills, One issue I saw with him, he couldn't stick with Penny Hart, but frankly, who can, especially a guy at the safety position, not really what he's going to be expected to do. So Will Harris had a solid practice, in my opinion. The other safeties, unfortunately, Darnell Savage, Marquise Blair, and Kyrie Willis really continued their struggles from the week. Savage, as we've mentioned previously, not really the best athlete, does attack the ball in the air well, but he was shaken in the open field at one point by Dexter Williams, who we've talked about not having the best lateral agility. So that's not a great sign for Savage. Marquise Blair, limited quickness and acceleration. He's going to be a guy that needs to play downhill and in the box only. And Kyrie Willis really struggles with the ball skills. Not a guy that's going to make plays on the ball. Struggles in his transition from his back pedal to coming forward and closing on plays. So for the most part, the safeties on the north side weren't terribly impressive, but they were a little bit better than the corners as a whole. Tony, your thoughts? Basically what you said, I mean, when I look at the safety group, I see a bunch of traditional strong safety types that you're going to have to play between the numbers. I don't see any free safeties. I see very suspect ball drill, uh, ball skills. Uh, <coughs> Willis of, uh, Carrie Willis of Michigan State didn't show much in the way of, of, of an ability to uh, defend the pass. Same thing with Marquis Blair. I know a lot of people are in love with uh, Nasir Adderley. As I said, I, I just don't see the hype with him as a top 60 pick or even a top 75 pick. One guy that I want to mention that we have uh, not spoken about all week, but he's had a real good week of practice, is Alec Ingle, the fullback from Wisconsin. He's, shown, he's thrown some devastating blocks. He gets out front. He clears the run for the running lanes for his ball carriers. Also has caught the ball well out of the backfield. So I think Alex Ingle, who was ignored by scouts coming into the season, has really improved the stock and likely moved into the very late uh, ending selections of round seven with his week here. Now we'll quickly get into some winners from the third day of North practice before we end the show. And for me, I saw two guys who really helped themselves. Both of them are continuing to help themselves after strong practices Wednesday. And in the case of Terry McLaurin, Tuesday, he's been great all week. But both him and Keelan Doss really come out of this practice looking extremely good, not just because of their route running ability, not just because of their quickness, but they also show good ball skills. Keelan Doss is a guy who can make catches in tight coverage. He's good catching the ball away from his body and over his head, extends well. He's very quick and sudden and also subtle in his routes. And he's a guy that is going to be an issue for NFL corners to cover coming out of the slot or whether he's able to play outside. McLaurin, I mean, what else can you say? He was creating constant separation all week, always open, catching everything. A guy that was really overshadowed during his Buckeyes career, but made it a point to come out here and really impress NFL scouts. My two winners are actually two guys who played next to each other at Washington. First would be tackle Celeb McGarry. As I said during my description of the practice, he was dominant today. Absolutely powerful, throwing defenders to the ground. I did not see him lose once during one-on-ones. It was equally effective during the full scrimmage. 
And Drew Sample would be my other winner, a guy who's consistently gotten better during the week in practice. Again, not the greatest athlete, not a flashy guy, not someone who's going to go to the combine and run in the four fives or the four sixes. I wouldn't expect him to break four eight, but a serviceable player at the next level who could be a very good number two tight end. You'll put him on the field in third and short as a blocker. You can put him on the field on third and five as a pass catcher. Sample leaves senior bowl practices with improved grades. And that's it for the 32nd episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? We'll be heading up shortly to check out the South practice, which is about to start. We'll head from under the bleachers to on top of the bleachers, take our seats, and see what's going on on the South. As always, head over to draftanalyst.com for all the latest. We'll have more information coming from you, or for you, rather. We'll get you some buzz. We'll get you some information that isn't practice-related, but will be useful for you heading into the NFL draft and things that you need to know. But for now, this is Chris Tripodi for Tony Pauline, signing off. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.